What it do, what it be, what it do, what it be, what it do, what it be, what it do. Yeah. All right. What's up? Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back to Ask Akira. Ask Akira is that show, is that show where I answer questions. Yes, it is. That's what it is. It's that show where I answer questions. We haven't done one of these since January. January. We haven't done one of these since January. What up, YouTube hero? Alex in here with the spanner. That's my guy. He's doing some moderating. Don't mess with that guy. He'll mess you up. What up, homeless Gavin McInnes in here? Early. Early. Says Akira introduced me to the Ghetto Boys in Charlie's Chinese Karaoke Bar in Manchester when he was doing DJ. It must have been 0506. I told him my mate's a rapper, Ghost One Seven Spheres Tunes with Mercules. What the, what the, what the, what the, what the heck? Yo, shouts out to homeless Gavin McInnes. Indeed. Yeah, I used to love DJing, playing Ghetto Boys in my DJ sets. Shouts out to Ghetto Boys, shouts out to Scarface, all that. All that, what up? Amfetta Minor Cometh, who is first in the chat, says, I've got gout. You're wrong, you've got clout. Clout is a... Uh, clout will cure all. Clout is the cure for everything. And uh, who's got clout? <laughs> this is probably my cloutiest uh, week. It's, it's been a very cloudy week. We, we're cloud, we're like, the, the cloud is so strong right now. My God, you should see my DMs. Like, it's cloudy in there. Holy cow. What up, Mexican Jumping Bean, you bad man? Good to see you back. It's good to be back. Yes, it is. Picard Wave says, Amphetamina cometh. You know, you know, you know. By the way, I'm terrified about this Picard show. I, I, I fear it's going to be dreadful. I fear it's going to be ideologically possessed. I fear it's going to be it's going to be all explosions and stuff. It's going to look and feel like the the recent movies. I'm I'm terrified of it. I'm not terrified of it. I mean, who cares? I mean, I care a bit. Picard's the guy, and I think they're going to kill him. Never mind. What up, gifts unknown? What up, two more V's? You bad man. Two more V's. Like since we last spoke on this Ask Akira, uh, I've been working with this two more V's cat in the chat. This Meaning Wave family community member, uh, he's been contributing some some uh, beautiful uh, guitar parts and string parts and stuff to th this work. Shouts out to him. He's a bad man. What up, Sir Peppers? He he's uh, sent over the questions. You know, it's it's a it's a team effort out here. It's a team effort. Uh, what up, Malcolm from the North? Said found a cure of the dawn through the memes. Stayed for the music. Nice. You know what what I do? I'm a meme spreader. Shouts out to Terrence McKenna. Terrence McKenna, uh, you know, that's one of the OG Meaning Wave pioneers. When I was 10 years old, I was really into this band called The Shaman. This was at the, uh, the, the peak of the second to last psychedelic swing that I talk about, the cultural swing from psychedelic to the opposite, from punk to psychedelic, from, from optimism to nihilism and so on and so forth. And uh, The Shaman, you know, they had a number one hit with a song called e Ebenezer Good that was about ecstasy. <laughs> and they had a song on their album with uh, Terrence McKenna talking on it. I imagine that was a very big influence on me. I mean, I know it was. And uh, yeah, shouts out to Nick Kettinger. Thank you for the super chat. Doesn't answer a ask a question. Well, but he does some high five shit. And that's a good point. That reminds me. Because I'd forgotten. I had forgotten. What do we do? How do we kick off these things? You tell me where you are, and then we do the international high five. So tell me where you are, brothers and sisters. Tell me where you're at. Tell me where you be. And uh, yeah, I'll be answering as many questions as possible. Priority will go to Super Chats, obviously, because, uh, yo, that's, that's the world, man. That's how we get down. And uh, two more Vs is dropping mushrooms in the chat. Big up him. Big up him. Uh, don't forget to like the stream for the algorithm, bucko, says the mighty Diverting Tales. Diverting Tales has one of my favorite Instagram accounts. Shout out to Diverting Tales. Really, really good Instagram account if you like comic books. And uh, yeah, yeah, where are you? Let me know where you are. Let me know where you're at. And uh, yes, do smash that like. Do smash that like. 
Do uh, hit that share button. Do ring your nan and tell her it's going down. It's going down. Ask Akira is back. And uh, let, let it be known uh, going forward, we'll be doing Ask Akira once a month. And we'll be dropping podcasts every week. Uh, we dropped two podcasts this week. We won, had one with, uh, with Billiam Rankin, High Rankin. Great podcast. Very slept on. You should listen to that. He's got a really interesting, really great story. Uh, he was going through something of a crisis. He was about to, you know, give everything up. And then uh, he found meaning and uh, it saved him. And he found, he found meaning in, in not comparing himself to others, but to himself and creating his own universe. Uh, and he was inspired by uh, Jordan Peterson and me. And you guys, because, you know, this is a team effort. It's a team effort. Yes, it is. We're a team. And, uh, you know, we get down in a team fashion. Yes, we do. Uh, what up, uh, A? AI in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, man, it's, it's swinging in. Carl Rutherford's in Austin, Texas. Cybernaut is in Houston. Houston, Houston. Houston uh, music, big influence on the album I'm making right now. We'll talk about more about that soon. Two more Vs in Germany. Memes are soon to be banned here, apparently. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I'm in America. Man, you like, last bastion of freedom. Pixie Comics is calling in from Florida. Kellyanne is in Switzerland. Ernesto Eduardo de Barganes, <laughs> which I, I murdered your name, my friend. St. Petersburg, Havana, Cuba, you bad motherfucker. Conde is in Norway. Nice. Uh, Krauk, you said Fangy 3 English cover of Crooked by GD. Stayed because you're awesome. Oh, yeah, in England. Yeah, baby. Yo, shouts out to GD. Currently, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's G Dragon from Big Bang. Currently in the military doing his obligatory South Korean military service. Can't wait for him to get out of that and see what, was, and, and see what fire, see what napalm he has for us. Oh my God. Uh, shouts out to AI in Detroit, Michigan. Shouts out to Liberty Snake Bear. Oh yeah. Is that neighbor in the East holding it down in Phoenix? San Diego, Mexican Jumping Bean, Alex Wayne in Washington State, Landy Lodge in Long Island, full-time fader. Oh my goodness. Graphic designers, designer Savant in Florida. A lot of people in Florida. Maybe I need to go to Florida again. Last time I went to Florida, I had a great time. Uh, I was hanging out with these like, little fluorescent orange locusts. Uh, I found some upside down trees. Uh, I smoked a honey blunt uh, by, in a swamp on, a, on, a, on, a, on like a, a hover, hoverboat type situation. It was great. And then when I came out, um, like my phone was going crazy and Jimmy Iovine wanted to fly me out to Los Angeles and tell me I was a genius and I was going to change the face of music forever. Crazy. It turns out he was right. He was right. Shout out to Jimmy Iovine. You were right, motherfucker. You were early. You were early. You were early. Um, Oliver Daniel, uh, wouldn't it be cool to have some lo-fi playing in the background during your podcast? Yeah, maybe it would. We would me, and, me and my beautiful wife were just talking about the musical elements. Uh, so let me know how you feel about that. Would you like some music in the background? Maybe we should have music in the background. Uh, Nick Kettinger is in St. Louis. Of course he is. LP is in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Samuel Spools is in Huntsville, Alabama. That's one of my favorite places I've never been to. Shouts out to Huntsville. Also a big influence on the record I'm currently making, that whole sound. Yes, it is. Uh, yo, anyway, it's time for the international high five, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, get your shit together. Pull back. Pull back. Aim for the elbow. And uh, let's go. Three, two. Oh! Yeah. International high five, baby. We're together now. We're all in it. We're all in this together. We're all in it together. Derna1804 says military service is an obligation in America too. It's just an optional obligation. Yeah. 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 How do we feel about that? Do we think that there should be a, you know, do you think you should have to do military service at some point? Do you think that would help the youth? Do you think that would help people uh, adopt responsibility and things of that nature? What do you think? What do you think? I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn. You know, uh, <laughs> Someone was asking me earlier. This was a question. Where was it? Hey, shouts out to Mikau Kirkman. Thank you for the super chat. Doesn't ask no question. Gives another another high five. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you for the high five. Digital high fives will save the world, as will Minecraft kids. Yes, they will. Now, now, uh, yeah. Someone was asking me. We'll get into this a bit more later. But someone's asking me. You know, you're making all these memes. All these people. All these, you're getting really deep with these people. What uh, aspects of their messages have you brought into your life? And I was talking, I was on a podcast yesterday 
uh, on the High Existence podcast, which will be coming out shortly. And that was a really interesting conversation. We chatted for two hours. It was quite, went really, really deep. And uh, one thing we were talking about was, uh, it's a very intense thing. Okay, so since we last spoke, you know, I, I, I stopped, I pressed pause on these broadcasts uh, because I wanted to get ahead on the music. And the plan this year is where you might have noticed we're dropping at least one album every month. And we're certainly, we're doing one wave album every month. Uh, so thus far this year, we've had the Jocko album. We had the Alan Watts album. We had the Terrence McKenna album. And most recently, we had the Jordan Peterson album. And we've also had a bunch of instrumental albums. We had Lo-Fi Beats 2. We've had uh, and the instrumentals from a couple of those records. You know, so, and, and a bunch of singles. So I'm going in. The most important thing is the music. But, you know, also the community is very important, which is why I've brought Ask Akira back. So I missed hanging out with you guys. And, uh, you know, I like, I like talking to you. I learn a lot from you. And, uh, yeah, so basically th- releasing an album a month, the way it's working out is I spend about three weeks of each month deep, making, deep in the album-making process, which means going deep into the mind of the subject. Right now I'm deep in the mind of David Goggins. I'm deep in the mind of David Goggins. That's a that's a that's an intense place. That's an intense place to be, brothers and sisters. The mind of David Goggins. This is a person. This is a real life superhero. This is a person uh, who looked at himself. He looked in the mirror. He didn't like what he saw, and he decided to create something better. And not just a bit better. Not just a lot better. He decided to create a superhero. He decided to create a super god. He decided to create something that, in uh, his own words, slightly possibly misquoting, would shock God. He talks about how he believes in God and he believes that God has a ledger on everybody. And in that ledger is what what you could be and what you could be if you put in no effort and what you could be if you put in every effort. Your potential at its worst and its best. And his goal in life is to shock God and to create something beyond the potential that God had written down for him. So that when he goes up to heaven or wherever the fuck he goes, God's like, holy shit, Goggins. Like, I didn't know what you were going to do until you did it. Yo, so anyway, that's an, impl- that's an intense place to be, the mind of Goggins. And it's a beautiful thing. It's very difficult working on the Goggins record because like every other thing he says makes me want to jump on the floor and do 100 push-ups. And it's like, I got to get this record done, motherfucker. I ain't got time to do 100 push-ups every three seconds. God damn it. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so Peppers is asking, was that a new Goggins song on your story? It's a bunch of new Goggins songs on my goddamn story. Uh, I've done, I'm six in. I've done six or something. You, yeah, just keep an eye on my story, by the way. That's where I'll be dropping my behind the scenes uh, in the studio stuff. That's where I post that. Uh, Instagram's the best place. Until, I, until someone, until I find a service that cross-posts my stories everywhere. Instagram's the best place to see that. So you can see me behind the scenes, hitting my drum pads and shit. And going deep into the mind of Goggins. Deep into the mind of Goggins. And that's where I've been. And so, yeah. Uh, I used to love, I still do. You know, one of my favorite uh, comics when I was a kid was this comic called Death's Head. Uh, if you, you might be able to see that. On the video, if you're watching this on video, anyway, I have him on my arm. He was a mercenary. He was a bounty hunter. He didn't like being called a bounty hunter. He liked being called a freelance peacekeeping agent. Yes. And somewhere along his storyline, an AI, advanced idea mechanics, some super villainous sort of uh, Illuminati type group in the Marvel UK universe created a, uh, a cyborg, an assimilating cyborg creature that went around uh, slaughtering members of the Marvel Universe and sort of sucking up their powers. So he'd, And he was sent to kill Reed Richards and a bunch of people and he'd be sucking up their powers and then he'd have those powers. And he killed Death's Head and he assimilated Death's Head. But Death's Head was so strong that Death's Head took control of that whole ship and uh, you know, maintained authority over that ship and was essentially captaining that ship. And when I'm making these things, I feel like that. I feel like that. I'm, I'm sort of taking in aspects of them and I'm kind of being possessed by them in a way. And sometimes they become quite strong and sometimes they start flexing authority over my being. 
And I have to be very, very uh, cognizant in order to uh, maintain authority. So I've kind of like, you know, do it. This is a very intense thing to be doing. Um, it's a very crazy and intense thing to be doing, you know, going deep into the mind of someone like every month, like so deep, just listening to hours and hours and hours of them and not just hours and hours and hours of them, but hours and hours and hours of them on loops, little loops, like finding the rhythm and finding the, the music within it. And it just goes deep in, man. It goes deep, deep, deep. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, what I try and do is take the most useful aspects of these people and apply it to my life. Certainly, obviously, you know, uh, one of the stickiest, one of the stickiest ones would be Jocko and his good philosophy. You know, if something's bumming you out, you say good. If something goes wrong, you say good because there's going to be a good a reason why that's good, and it, it's always true. It's always true. It's very difficult to find the good sometimes, and it's annoying. Like, shut the fuck, get the fuck off, Jocko. I, I want to enjoy being pissed off and miserable. He's like, no, there will be no pissed off and miserable for you. Say good and get the fuck on with it. And you know, it's infected my family. Hercules, my six-year-old son. He listens to Jocko's Warrior Kid podcast and he's running around shouting, good, no man left behind. All these, all these Jocko catchphrases. He's so cool. Discipline, dad, discipline. There must be discipline. Thank you, son. Yes. You know, if he hears me moan about anything, he's like, no moaning, dad, good, discipline. All right. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Imagine what's going to happen when this little motherfucker who's like a fucking plays Minecraft with his best friend in Canada and does push-ups and fucking pull-ups like a little monkey and listens to Jocko podcast. What's going to happen when he's 20, man? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Holy shit. Anyway. Your boy, says Akira the Don, have you ever thought of writing comics on your own? That's how I started, baby. I had my own comic when I was 12. Actually, shit, no. I used to make them when I was seven. I'd sell them at school. I used to make my own comic books, sell them at school. Hercules now does the same thing. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. But uh, yes, certainly uh, at some point, I really would like to get back into comics. I used to write and draw my own comics and photocopy them and sell them in shops and shit. I was really proud because I was living in Wales and one of my comics got sold in a comic shop in America and I got fan mail and I went to a comic convention and like, met this guy who like, sent me fan mail and he was a brilliant artist called Kyle Kimmons. He was fantastic. He drew like Jay Lee. He had that splattery ink style. Yeah, I love comics, man. Comics and, comics and music was like, you know, my, my whole shit when I was a kid. And uh, at some point in the future, I look forward to writing some comics of my own. I've got lots of ideas for them in my Evernote. <laughs> I've, I actually started writing one. So yeah, that's definitely something I'd look forward to doing. Definitely is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Morgan said, I found it's less about finding out why something is good and just trusting that it's good. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, the chat's moving very fast. I can barely look at it. Um, which is a good, good thing, right? It's a good thing. I'm glad you're all here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Shouts out to Quentin Crisp. Uh, it says, who says, yeah, with regards to uh, what we were talking about, should military service be uh, enforced? It says it would help the youth, but put a huge burden on the military. <laughs> right, imagine, right? Imagine all these little fuckos suddenly having to go in. But you know, that's what they do in Israel and that's what they do in Korea. And uh, I believe it helps maintain a social cohesion. Social cohesion is important, man. Particularly in these, uh, these uh, times where, uh, you know, we're at the peak of recorded human civilization and nothing has ever been better. But similarly, there's never been a greater threat. And uh, social cohesion is important, man, because it could all fall apart. And uh, then what happens? Then you walk outside and someone throws a brick at your head and you don't want to be living in that world. You don't want to be in the world where you walk outside and someone throws a brick at your head. Hell no. Hell no. Shouts out to full-time fader. Says, become a citizen by doing your service. Starship Trooper and Proud. Gang. I love Starship Troopers. What an incredible movie. Yes, indeed. Uh, anyway, people have been asking me lots and lots of questions. Uh, Carl Wiggum says, I caught your appearance on JBP's podcast. What was it like chatting with him? Yes. That's, I've been getting that question a lot. Okay, well, here's first. The other question I've been getting is, since we last spoke, I released the Jordan Peterson album, Paradise. JBP Way of Paradise. Great record, if I do say so myself. And it was preceded. Uh, <laughs> it was preceded by 42 Rules for Life. Akira, how do you respond to allegations that 42 Rules for Life burned down the Notre Dame? Says, laugh to mouth. It's not funny, man. Don't laugh at the Notre Dame burning down. That's fucking, that's glory and civilization. Burning. Disgusting. Beauty will save the world. Beauty will save the world. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. 
Shouts out to all my homies in France. Shouts out to Paris. Shouts out to uh, civilization. Shouts out to beauty. Shouts out to glory. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, yeah, uh, where was I? I need, I need to not look at the chat while I'm talking about things. I forgot this aspect of doing this. You've got to have a really, really skilled brain. Multitasking brain. Anyway, yeah, 42 rules for life. And uh, if you didn't know, that vocal was recorded especially for that song by Dr. Jordan B. Peterson. It doesn't exist anywhere else. He hasn't read it out anywhere else. Now, if you didn't know, 12 Rules for Life, his, work, his famous book, 2 Million Copies Sold, uh, the kernel of the idea for that came from a Quora post he posted before he blew the fuck up when he used to go around answering questions on Quora. Like a good, useful person. That's, uh, that's how a bunch of people blew up. James Altucher did that. Ask, answering questions on, on Quora. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I should start doing it. But Quora annoys me, man, because it's got an ideological bent and they like push ideologically possessed morons to the top of the answers. So it's, I don't like that, obviously. Now, yes, uh, I wanted... So what happened was, was I, I had the idea to uh, the 42 rules, the Quora post in which Jordan Peterson wrote his 42 rules for, for life, for a good life, uh, would make an amazing song. I was like, wow, that'd be a great song, right? So I wrote to him. I was like, what up, Doc? I want to make this song. Um, what do you think? And he was like, hey, that's a great idea, Dr. The Don. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for being so great. And uh, I'm going to do that. And he, sent, he recorded it. And uh, he sent me, I believe it was three takes, so I could choose the, the best takes. And uh, it was cool because... Um, who had I just... I'd just seen some rapper tweeting and they were all excited. They were like, oh, the Drake verse came in. Because, you know, the way a lot of people collaborate these days is like, you know, they'll talk to each other on the phone or email or whatever and then send bits of music and vocals and stuff backwards and forwards. It's actually quite rare that it's all people are in the same studio at the same time these days. And it was like that, like the, the verse, <laughs> the raps, the bars, the vocals just came in from Dr. Peterson and I was like, oh shit, this is great. And I instantly knew what music would sound perfect on it. And uh, that was the chord progression, something based on the chord progression from Packer Bell's Canon in D. One of the great chord progressions has been used in a ton of pop songs. Every year there's a number one pop song that uses that chord progression. And uh, it's the one that goes, do, 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 do. It's like descending thing. Glorious and descending. Anyway, I, like, I knew what it was, but I also knew that it needed to be a bit brighter and more optimistic than D, so I transposed it to C. And I just played those, chord, those chords over the file that Peterson sent me and instantly got crazy, crazy chills. Like, crazy chills. Like, everything stood on end. Everything that was here to stand on end stood on end. And actually, standing on end a bit thinking about it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. And I spent months making that, by the way. I didn't rush it. I got the vocals like a few months ago. And I spent a long time just slowly but surely making that song. And uh, it came out fucking great. It's got the six orchestras on it. Seven, sorry, seven. It's got seven orchestras on it. <laughs> was it seven orchestras? No, sorry. I think it was four orchestras and seven guitarists, seven different guitarists, including the boy Two More Vs in Germany. Bless up Two More Vs. That's a fucking epic record. Uh, but yeah, I sent it to uh, Dr. Peterson and uh, he loved it. He thought it was the best thing that I had done with his work. And uh, around that time, I don't know if it was before or after, but around that time, uh, his people reached out to me and asked if I would like to come on his podcast. And uh, obviously, I, I would. And uh, yeah, that's so it did. And yeah, I didn't tell anybody because, uh, you know, real G's move in silence and violence, baby. Ghostface Killer once said something along the lines. He's like, don't talk about what you're doing or what you're going to do. Just do it. All right. Let the actions speak for themselves. You know? And uh, that's some real shit. And I try and do that. I try not to talk about things until they've happened. You never know. I mean, even when I'd done it, right? So we did it. And it was, it was really cool. Uh, we spoke for over two hours. It, we were scheduled in for an hour. And we spoke, I believe, and, uh, or an hour and a half. And we spoke for over two hours. And it was like really, really dope conversation. It, was, it felt very sort of natural. Like it wasn't odd or awkward. It was like cool. It was really interesting. And it went really fast. 
And uh, yeah, it was really dope. And uh, but even when it had happened, I didn't really believe it was going. That I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell anyone about it. You know, until a thing exact, until he tweeted it, I didn't say nothing. Until he tweeted that it was going to happen, that it had happened, I didn't say nothing. You know, and to be honest, it's it's still kind of a cra- it's so crazy, right? Like things like this have happened before in my life. Like I was a big. Uh, fan of this comic book writer called Grant Morrison. And um, then I sampled him on something. And then we ended up becoming friends. Like he ended up like, like flying me out to Vegas to do the music with uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance for this kind of festival about him. And we ended up becoming friends. And, 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 uh, and that all felt very natural. But it's weird when you think about it in like a sort of like cosmic summoning sort of sense. And uh, I guess it's similar with this, right? So I like, I just sort of, I come across this person and this person speaks to me and I find this person's words very, very useful in my life. And then I end up making music with that person's words and then we end up uh, meeting and, it, and it's cool. It's a very strange thing. But um, anyway, yeah, it was dope, basically. It was cool. That's how it all happened. And, uh, and it was dope. And uh, I'm sure we will do more things in the future. Um, I've got a bunch of ideas for, for, um, unique projects going forward. And, you know, this is, this is just the early stages of the wave, baby. This is the beginnings of something vast and beautiful. And, and here are you guys, here are you early adopters and you should be proud of yourself, man. You should be proud of yourself for being here early, for being early in this thing. Cause you are, you're an early adopter. So bless up. Uh, what up, Lord Have Mercy Beats says, you're like a genius at music. Do you make all those beats yourself? Well, first off, that's a very lovely thing of you to say. Thank you very much, you cutie. Uh, I'm assuming because you're called Lord Have Mercy Beats, you make your own beats. So that's dope. And uh, yeah, I do make all my own beats. Uh, so there. Yeah, here's the thing. Um, it's a beautiful thing, right? It's one of these good situations. When I was first doing these, um, these wave things, I was doing mixes of lots of different people, lots of music that I liked including my own. So I'd make a mix of like 20, 30 different songs, including like maybe two or three of my own, right? And then I would put vocals over the top of them. And then the YouTube started like, I started getting copyright strikes and shit because I was using other people's stuff. And, or like you'd get a situation where like one person would claim the whole video. So they'd be getting all of the revenue, which is not much, you know. Uh, and they'd be getting all of it for the whole thing. Which isn't fair. Like, what would be fair would be if it was like, you know, divvied up equally between every contributor or whatever. But there's no way of doing that. It's a broken system. It's a system where like one company can just like go, I'm having all of it. Fuck everybody else. There's nothing you can do about it. So anyway, what that did was that made me go, you know what? I'm just going to produce everything. I'm just going to produce everything. And then, you know, it can't all be claimed. And maybe, maybe I can, you know, be able to you know, spend as much time on this as it deserves. And maybe it can sort of, you know, generate enough money for me to, to live and then prosper. You know, I don't want to just live. I want to go down prosper. But anyway, yeah. So, and that's what I do. That's what we've been doing now this year, this new thing of making out a whole album and I'm producing the whole thing. You know, what was it? Was it like 18, 20 tracks on the What's Wave record? You know, and I produced all of them. And uh, that's dope now. So I produce all of the music, which means I can also means it can go on Spotify and all these other things because I, I don't have to clear it with anybody else. It also means that uh, I've been forced to work so much and so fast that I'm just the, the compounding interest of all that effort. It's like I'm getting way better, way faster. Like it's really great. It also means I can experiment with like different styles. It means uh, that. Yeah, it also means I'm producing an incredible amount of what can then also be instrumental music. So it's, yeah, the whole thing has worked out really well. That was a real good situation. Because if I hadn't been hit with all those copyright strikes, I maybe I'd have just carried on doing mixes of mostly other people's stuff and producing the odd thing myself. And as it is, the whole thing has turned me into a goddamn beast. Beast! So yeah, that's beautiful. I should answer some questions that have been submitted in advance because we're already half an hour deep into this thing. Uh, Shouts out to everybody logged in. I appreciate you. What up, Nathan Christian? Uh, what up, The Last Moomin? What up, your boy? Uh, the Last Moomin says, my nephews love your All the Ducks remix. Ah, bless up your nephews. That's dope. 
yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Crisp, how do you think Alan Watts and JBP complement each other if they do? I do think that. I spoke a bit about that with Peterson. Um, they really do. They're talking about the same stuff for the most part. They're talking about the same stuff uh, and they're looking at the same things just from a different angle. It's the same thing. Uh, everything I've been doing with Meaning Wave has been very deliberate. And uh, it's been very deliberate. It's a deliberate sort of way of approaching these issues and these problems. From And what I'll do is I'll, I'll think of a thing. I'll have, well, I'll have a conversation or an issue. And then I'll select speakers and they'll talk about that, basically the same thing. You'll, if you listen to uh, the albums that have come out this year, you'll notice patterns. You'll notice, you'll, you'll notice subjects. So anyway, yeah, they do. And like a simple way of putting it, which I have before, is that I believe that Alan Watts, uh, the, basically Peterson, what Peterson done has done is reintroduce Western heritage, culture, uh, judo-Christian sort of thought, ideas, values, etc. Has reintroduced that to a people who, who had lost it, who'd had it kind of stolen from them for a couple of generations. And Alan Watts, you know, he took Eastern philosophy and introduced it. And you realize that, you know, they're all talking about the same thing, essentially, and tackling the same problems. And there's utility in all these schools of thought. And throwing the baby out with the bathwater is moronic. And we must not do that. You know, these, we have all these, uh, these superpowers to draw from. And draw from them, we must, if we are to uh, combat the issues that face us and prevail. And of course, I believe we will. We're in the process of being born. If you think of uh, the world as, as a, an organism, we're in the process of being born. You know? And uh, what the organism wants to do is, uh, is, is, is go to space. We have to go to space. And there's many reasons for this. One of them is that we're adventurous by nature and we just want to explore and we want to adventure. But another one is that, you know, we are moored to a dying star and the star will die and all life on earth will perish. So it's imperative that we, you know, escape this doomed planet and reach out into the stars. And that's what life wants. That's what the earth wants. And that's why we're here. All right. And it's very important that we do all this stuff and everything else is bickering. One way you could think about it, actually, is, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Where we're at with Game of Thrones right now, if you're watching that, shouts out to you. It's the only fucking entertainment I'm consuming right now. Um, and I think it's a really apt metaphor because they're all squabbling amongst themselves over this fucking throne and all the, or, you know, all this petty shit. But the Night King is coming, motherfucker. Winter is coming. Winter is coming and it will fucking devour us all. And that's the case here. All right, we're, we're moored to a dying star. And we've got to get off of this shit, man. We've got to get out there. We've got to move. We've got to, we haven't got time for fucking bickering. We haven't got time for this left-right fucking political bullshit. That shit doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. In the grand scheme of things, we've got to get out into the stars and fulfill our destiny. And it's for two reasons. It's for the reason of uh, Star Trek, Next generation and adventure, exploration, and it's also to save our fucking asses and save all life on this planet. Only we can do that. Cows don't got thumbs, motherfucker. That's why I ain't got a problem with my carnivore diet on a moral level, okay? Cows need to get saved too. Cows need to get off this planet too. And cows ain't got fucking thumbs. That's it, all right? So we've got work to do, baby, and we need to stop fucking around, okay? So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Two more Vs. says, what monitors do you have in your studio and what program do you use for making music? Uh, if you look behind me, you can see that I have uh, a pair of Gibsons and a pair of Yamahas. They're very, very nice. They work very delightfully. You, there's also a sub by Mackie down on the floor. That's the most important element that, that really changed my mixes and made them better. It was a sub. No one told me that when I was a young producer. So yeah, I would definitely invest in a sub. And I use Logic Pro X. Yes, I do. Uh, Celian says, how do you stay hyperproductive and avoid burning out? Uh, well, I stay hyperproductive and I don't burn out. <laughs> That's all I know. I don't know, man. I'm 15 months into this experiment. I haven't burnt out yet and I've remained hyperproductive. And uh, my idea at the very beginning was, uh, I've spoken about this before, and um, it was to get into the zone, you know, because when you're in the zone, shit flows. It's beautiful. It's great. You make great stuff. And then you're out of the zone and then you have to try and get back in the zone. And that takes time and it doesn't always work. 
So my idea was to get in the zone and refuse to leave and just fucking stay in a state of, of, of flow forever. <laughs> and that's what I've done. I've been in there for 15 months and it's only getting better. And I don't, I, yeah, I haven't burnt out. I'm not close to burning out. Uh, you know, it helps that I, I drink a lot of water and eat a lot of steak. It helps that I have a wonderful wife who, who works with me to help, you know, to make sure this all fucking works. And uh, I got you guys, man. You guys really help. Your energy. Like, here's the thing. I think I spoke about this a bit with Dr. Peterson. As a DJ, it's a two-way street, right? You play a record, then the energy comes back from the crowd, and that energy feeds you, and it feeds your choice of where you take the music and what records you continue to play. And it's this feedback of energy, right? And it just increases and increases and increases. And if you keep dropping the right record and they keep giving back that feedback of, of wow, that really worked and did something great for us, and that keeps going. It just builds and builds and builds and builds. And it's such a powerful thing. There's so much energy in that, you know, if you, if you harness it and if you're paying attention. So in the same way that I do that in my DJ sets on a Saturday night, and this is what I'm doing with, the, with this work here, right? And this is what we're doing together. So when I put something out and then all this energy comes back from you guys that is working and like it's useful in your lives and and all that type of thing that fucking feeds me and I put that into the next thing and it keeps moving and it keeps moving. So this is a two-way street and you, you're, you're as important to this as anything I'm doing. Without you, there would not be this. There would be no energy to keep it moving. Right? So yeah, that's how. That's how. I'm a, I'm a meme spreader and an energy vampire, baby. I'll be out here sucking up all that energy and putting it into this stuff and it's dope. Yeah. Um, okay, I need to answer some of these questions that got submitted in advance. Uh, Roberto Pacquio. Mexican jumping bean. <laughs> what was the best part of being interviewed by JBP? And did you see a spike of followers after that interview? Uh, the best bit about it was just it doing it. It was just a dope thing to do. You know? That's a dope thing to do. There's a gentleman that I admire greatly that's really helped me in my life and has helped so many people. And uh, that's the person also who, whose mind I've really been in for a long time, whose work I've really been in for a long time. I don't, I'm, you know, there's probably not that many people who've listened to as much Peterson as I have. Um, actually, maybe there are, but like, certainly not with the, with the intensity. I don't think there's anyone alive who sat there listening to just certain Peters in phrases on fucking loop for hours and hours and hours while working out what's what tuning of a snare would best accentuate uh, the power of that particular statement. <laughs> so yeah, just doing it, man. It was just dope doing it, and uh, it's dope being here, man. It's just great to be alive. How about that? And as for a spike in followers after the interview, yeah, I mean, it just came out on Monday, Sunday, Monday, and uh, yeah, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy week. There's a lot of new people in. Shouts out to all the new people. Good point, actually. If, you're, is this your, if this is your first time here, then uh, welcome. And I'm glad you're here. Welcome to the wave. And uh, yeah, you're just in time, baby, because uh, shit's just getting... We just started. We just started. So yeah. Yeah. Andrew said, have you ever met any of the inspirations for some of your, your fire tracks in person? And yeah, well, there's an example of one. And as I said earlier, um, you know, that's the same thing that happened with Grant Morrison. Uh, and there's been a lot of people, actually. As regards with, like, recent work, um, I've spoken with Jocko on the internet, but we haven't met in person. And uh, Watson McKenna are dead. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I've met lots of people over the years. Uh, there have been inspirations for my music. And none of them have disappointed me. How about that? They say, never meet your heroes, but none of them have ever disappointed me. I mean, some of them have turned out to be human, but that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, Alexander says, what's the best thing you've learned from Alan Watts and Jordan Peterson? Well, Alan Watts, what have I learned from Alan Watts? A great deal. But I think, I, think, I think with Alan Watts, that Alan Watts reminds you, you know, not to take shit so seriously. Alan Watts is a reminder of the playful nature of everything, you know? And that's what I do, right? I play. I sit in here in this room and I play. I play. I play with music and words and, and I make something useful, hopefully useful. That's what I do. And, that's, and Alan Watts has been a great reminder on that. You know, sometimes we can 
start taking all this shit too seriously and thinking it too much as work or a, or whatever it is, a mission or whatever the hell. But like, it's play, man. The universe is play. Everything is play. The universe is a symphony. And you know, you don't, you don't work a symphony. You, they don't call it working. They call it playing. And they call it that for a reason. And children know this. All children know this. And, and you forget it as you get older because it gets beaten out of you. Uh, it gets beaten out of you by a system that was designed for a different time. Of, you know, that's what's funny about it. That all the, stu- the school system we have, all these various systems, were designed to create a people that are no longer required. They're, they've been automated out of existence for the most part. So we sat here, like, smashing away at the heads of children, turning them into these little automaton things that, that aren't needed anymore. You know, so we've got to stop doing that. Um, and I think we are seeing that starting to happen. So that's good. Thank you, Theo Johnson, for the super chat. No question, just uh, some emojis, and I appreciate you. So thank you very much. I appreciate you. My family appreciates you. Andrew. Oh, sorry, yeah. And uh, what have I learned from Jordan Peterson? Uh, Jordan Peterson, uh, well, again, a great deal. But the thing that I love most about Jordan Peterson is his bravery. And he reminds me to be brave, to speak the truth. That's the important lesson. At all times, you know, there's so many times in my life that I have lied. Listening to Goggins in my early life. I used to lie a lot in my early life. And Goggins, man, he was making me cry because he was talking about some shit and it just reminded me of my, when I was a kid. And like, he's talking about how he used to just lie and make up stories so that people would like him and he'd fit in. in, the, in so he could fit into their world. And I used to do that. I used to do that when I was a little kid because I didn't fit in anywhere and like, and everyone, and it was, you know, I, I, I was, I was bullied really badly a lot and shit. And, and, uh, I had some, you know, it was, I didn't like, it was a, it was a hard time being, being a little kid me. And, uh, one of the ways I tried to deal with it in the early days was, was yeah, by, by fictionalizing my whole fucking life. And I would write these comics and write these songs and dream these dreams. And I would, I'd pretend in my head that things were different. And then when I was talking to other people, I'd, pretend, I'd be fucking making shit up, you know? And it took a long time to learn to not do that. And one of the great lessons of Peterson is that uh, lying isn't just bad. Lying is like fucking with the fundamental fabric of reality, of being itself. And it, and it you know, and you don't get away with it. Never get away with it. And a lot of the bad things that happened to me over the years were as a result of, of, of lying, you know? And it's when I stopped lying that, that things started getting better. And so one of the great lessons of Peterson is that constant reminder. Even in a small fucking thing, even in small way, like little white lies or whatever, I just be don't do none of that now. Nothing, you know? Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's really hard to tell the truth. Sometimes it's hurtful. Sometimes it's difficult. But like, it's always the best idea. It, it always is. It always is. So yeah, that's that. I would say that one. Uh, Zamek, sorry, Andrew Sundoku says, what if the people we love are holding us back? Yeah, that's a good ass question, man. And that's a difficult thing to have to deal with, but often they are. And you know what you got to do? Got to cut those motherfuckers off. You know why? Because we got to get to fucking Mars, man, and beyond. We ain't got time to fuck around. And, uh, you know, people will try and hold you back. And the second you start shining, that's going to upset some people, man, because they ain't shining themselves. And uh, it's really times like this, right? Times like this are really telling. I'd be certain people who know me been hitting me up and uh, they're all proud of me and shit. And they're like, you know, re- watching what you're doing and really proud of you. And other people are either conspicuous by their ans- absence or other people are like dropping snarky comments or like saying mean shit. And it's only ever a reflection of them. It's never got anything to do with you. Good or like both of it, you know, good or bad. It's always about the other person. So what happens is, is that, you know, people reveal themselves as, as whether they're positive, happy people in themselves or whether they're unhappy in themselves. And it's sad when people are unhappy in themselves, but it ain't your job to fix everybody, man. It ain't your job to fix the world. It's your job to be the best version of you possible is what your job is, all right? So if motherfuckers are trying to fuck with that, then you either you got to ignore those motherfuckers or if ignoring them becomes an impossibility, then you might have to cut those motherfuckers out or, you know, fucking put some distance between you and those motherfuckers so they can't be fucking with you on a daily basis. And, you know, you could either fucking mute those motherfuckers on social media or, uh, or fucking 
whatever it is, man, you don't need that shit in your head. You've got to be the best you. That's your job. That's how you save the world. All right. You be the best you. Everybody does that. We're fucking cool. And, you know, a lot of people do that. Then the people who can't do that, there's enough people who can help those motherfuckers. All right. So that's what's up with that. I feel it's a hard thing, man. It's a hard thing. But, you know, who fucking said it was going to be easy? It ain't going to be easy. Nothing worthwhile is easy. You know that. You know that. Zemex says, what things have you, uh, what things you've learned from the speakers in your songs do you implement in your daily life? Well, we spoke a bit about that. Jocko's good. Uh, Peterson's truth. What's his play? McKenna's not believing anything. There are a lot of these things. Uh, my guy, but slap Barty fast, the happy says beard is looking legit. Did you find what you were looking for? Well, that's a very deep question, but thank you for the uh, beard comment. Yeah, I suddenly got a massive beard. I just woke up one day with a fucking giant beard. I never had a giant beard in my life. I always had this like little neat little pointy sculpted thing. And then one day I just woke up with this guy. I like it, man. It's, it's, it's dope. It, I feel it's giving me power. Power. There's power in this thing. There's power in it. So uh, yeah, as for finding what I was looking for. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Is the answer. Yes, I have. You know, a man, there's a few things that fill the holes in a man. I always said this. And one is that one is love, the love of a woman, love of uh, family and community. And one is, is usefulness uh, and the usefulness of fulfilling your potential as in doing what you are put here to do, as in finding what you're good at, what makes your soul sing, uh, what you can do and doing it and doing it usefully and doing it on a fucking high level. And here I am. Suddenly, after all these years, all these years of pain and <laughs> suffering, and uh, I have a beautiful wife, a beautiful son, a beautiful family, a beautiful community of you guys, and I'm doing something useful with, with my innate talents and the skills that I've learned from decades of hard work and suffering. And uh, that's a beautiful fucking place to be, man. I'm very grateful. Don't take any of it for granted. No, it could all disappear any minute. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard Max says, what happened to the Jordan Peterson interview? Uh, it's live. That's what happened to it. It's live. You can listen to it on his podcast. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, Meeting the Girl says, hey, Akira, when would you be making more David Goggins content? I already know it'll be a huge success because I'm doing the math, man. Well, yeah, you already answered that. It's happening, baby. It's happening. It's happening right now. Check my story. Go look at my Instagram story. You can hear some, some behind the scenes. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. And uh, yeah, the, uh, the Sonic concept is uh, 70s New York as remembered by a uh, advanced alien race of super gods in the future uh, who be listening to it while doing pull-ups for 72 hours straight. So that's the vibe. Hey, what up? Sven says, heard the JBP podcast yesterday featuring you, and I just started listening to your music while I'm drawing. I find it very relaxing. Thank you for making it. Well, thank you for being here. Welcome to the wave. And uh, that's what it's for, man. You know, as a person who spent a long time drawing in his youth and listening to music, that's my favorite shit. So uh, if I can make music that, that's good for drawing, then fucking, you know, I'm fulfilling my destiny. My destiny. Uh, Meet in the Gill says, hey, Akira. I already answered that question. Uh, Mayuku Deb says, do you consider yourself successful in life? If not, why not? If you're still not successful in your own eyes, which milestone in life would you mark as when you've become successful? Okay, that's a great question. And that's previously what we spoke about. Uh, I consider myself very fucking successful and very fortunate. Now, I, uh, I still have a long way to go. I'm not close to reaching my potential. I'm not close to being financially uh, the, the financial stability that I need for my family. And uh, I'm not close to my physical, mental, and creative potential. But I'm successful as fuck because uh, of what we just spoke about, all these wonderful things I have in my life, all these blessings, and uh, you guys, you know? So I definitely consider myself successful, uh, but I do not consider myself close to finished or close to uh, actualized. So I hope that answers that one. Caleb Paul says, is a formal education in the arts world potentially worth potentially falling into debt? You may not be able to earn your way out of it. That's an easy one. No, no, no. It's not worth falling into debt. I mean, I, I left school at 16 as soon as I could. And that was that. 
uh, everything I do is self-educated. I taught myself to make music. I taught myself to use all the various social things, all the technologies, all the platforms. I taught myself to video edit. I taught myself graphic design. I taught myself everything. And that was, a lot of this was before YouTube. You know, there weren't 12-year-olds showing me how to do everything like there is now. I really don't see the point, any point in putting yourself in debt and going to college at all. Maybe if you're doing STEM, you know, right now, although I think that online universities uh, will, will remove the need for that quite soon. Anything, you know, certain, but certainly with art, you don't want to fuck going to university, man. I mean, my experience with art in school was that they would tell me that I was into comic books and shit, and they would tell me that that wasn't real art, and I shouldn't be looking at that stuff or trying to draw that stuff, and that wasn't art. So, you know what I mean? These fucking, those that can do, those that can't, fuck off. Um, I got a lot of love for good teachers, and I got a, a lack of love for bad teachers, but I think that right now we're in the future, and you'd be a lot, you'd do a lot better investing all that time and passion into creating something off your own back and turning it into a business early on. And the one thing I would say is that the business side of it is as important as the art side of it. And uh, people who are wandering around with this fucking hippie idea that it's all about the art and the business will sort itself out. You ain't going to fucking succeed in this world. And uh, you need to succeed and we need you to succeed because we need your talent and your light in this world. So educate yourself on the business side of stuff. Work out how to monetize your shit. There's a, there's a million ways of doing that. Work that out early, all right? Don't be sitting there thinking you're better than that. Don't be sitting there thinking that it's uh, morally wrong or some shit, all right? That's fucking idiotic. You have a fucking, uh, you have an obligation to be the best version of yourself and to bring your light into the world. And uh, part of that involves like working with the fucking, the economic model we have in our society, all right? So do that and uh, fuck school. Yo. <laughs> uh, Pixie Comics says, uh, what method do you use to manage your time? Well, I've got a, I've got a beautiful wife. She really helps me manage my time. And uh, she really, really helps me with that because this is one of the areas that I've not been good at in my life. And I, it's something that I would urge everybody to really take control of. Get a fucking calendar, get a diary, write everything down. You'll do way better. I would have done way better if I'd done that earlier. Anyway, I use, a, on the specifics, uh, we use a thing called Asana which is like a project management online tool and a diary and all this type of shit. So, uh, but there's a lot of these tools, man. Just find a tool that works for you and do it. You block your shit and talk, work out what you're doing, know what you're doing, what you're doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, if you go, okay, I want to do a thing. It could seem daunting, a thing. Like, I'm going to make an album every month. That sounds crazy. But then you break it. Break, just do the math, man. Goggins that shit. Do the math. All right, what's the album? How many tracks? How long does it take you to make a track? All right. Okay, well, what if you streamline some of your some of your processes? Could you speed that up? You know, what if you made a project template? What if you, uh, uh, you know, there's lots of ways you can speed things up and just break everything, you know, work out what you want to do, break it down into its component parts and then fucking schedule that shit, man. And then you'll be on fire. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Sheliad613 says, I just discovered your channel, Podcast and Music. I adore what you do. Can I use some of your music in my podcast and vlogs? I will gladly pay you. Well, I will gladly allow you to use whatever music you, of mine you want to use in any, any, anything. How about that? You know, anyone wants to use my music in their fucking videos or in their podcasts or whatever it is, do it, man. Please do. And send it me when you've done it. And uh, that would be great. And I won't copyright strike you. And I won't claim it. And I won't claim your channel or none of that shit. You know, you're doing me a favor, man. You're getting my music out to your people. Uh, just drop a link, okay? And uh, if you want something commissioned, like I do that, uh, so just hit up. There's an email address and shit in, uh, in all, the, all the bio links. So just contact us if you want something, you know, created especially. And that's, that's what's up with that. Uh, shout out Diverting Tales with the excellent Instagram comic account says, is there any hope plans for a full Jack Kirby wave or a wave of any other comic creators? Uh, the answer to both of those is yes. And uh, I think you can probably guess from this conversation so far that one of the people, you know, I'm there's people that I've had in mind since the beginning of this that I've been working towards. Uh, I think of this, as I've said before, the way they built the MCU. You can't start with Doctor Strange, man. You've got to start with uh, Iron Man. He exists. He, you can imagine Iron Man existing and working in the real world. And then you build towards Doctor Strange. You know, and that's what we've been doing. 
the cosmic shit is is incoming. You know, we've had intonations of it, but that shit is coming, baby. It's coming. Uh, Joshua Tran says, can you do the OMG challenge? Looking thin. I Guess what? I don't know what any of that is. There's me having, I, that's, I don't know what that is, so inform me. Inform me. There's a cultural thing I do not know about. Uh, Malcolm from the North says, Akira the Don, I'm going to sample you on a beat soon and link you up, man. Bless up. I look forward to hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, look at us fucking banging through these questions. We banging through them and that's good because we only got four minutes left. What the hell? All right. If you've got questions that you want hearing out there in the chat, then drop them. Uh, drop them. Uh, priority goes to Super Chats as ever because, yeah, obvious reasons, baby. Uh, Sheliad613. Thank you. We already we answered your question. Mitch Boom. Says, I was listening to the radio the other day and Simple Man by Leonard Skinner came on. It dawned on me that this song, although not today's Meaning Wave, was Meaning Wave before its time. You should make an updated version of Simple Man. Well, thank you for the, for the suggestion. I'll look into that. How about that? I've been thinking of doing a, like a, a sort of take on uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> I think that would lend itself well. Uh, it would be difficult to put together, but uh, yeah. Any ideas like that, hit me up. I'm, I always love your ideas. You know, like, uh, uh, yeah, we go to Discord, join the Discord. There's a channel on the Discord called Suggestions, and people leave suggestions in there, and they've been doing it for the past year. And sometimes I look in there, and sometimes I heed those suggestions, you know? And uh, that thing is going to be there forever, or at least until uh, some violent sunspot activity blows up all the hard drives on the planet, right? So, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so, yeah, leave stuff there. And, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a big project, okay? This Meaning Wave thing. And we're really in the very, very early stages of it. So we have a long way to go, a lot of waves to produce, a lot of music to produce. And um, Yeah, basically, this is so early, man. This thing we're taking this thing to arenas, okay? This is we're going big with this. We ain't fucking about, all right? We are not fucking about. Uh, the Meaning Wave team is not fucking about. We're taking this shit to Mars, okay? That's what we're doing. We're all in this together, you and I, baby. That's why I bought this thing back, all right? We're in this together, and I need you guys, all right? And I need your energy. I need your feedback. I need your intelligence. I need your smarts, and uh, I need your questions today. Theo Johnson says uh, Sharingan or Byakugan. I never know how to pronounce that, but uh, the answer to that is sexy jutsu. <laughs> is the answer to that. That's sexy jutsu. Uh, Alex Wayne says lots of hard questions. Oh, thanks. What have you been doing to unwind? How do you know when you've spent too much time unwinding, conflicting with productivity? Well, that's easy. All right? That's easy. Uh, to unwind... Um, I get back from the studio at midnight or I get back from DJing at two and uh, I eat uh, a little uh, five or 10 milligram, uh, uh, what's it called? Indica gummy from the doctors. I live in California. And uh, I watch Game of Thrones or watch a a YouTube tutorial on uh, how to make a synth patch or something. Or I read some shit. I've been recently, I've been like going through all the Game of Thrones is one after like all of them rewatching Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it, you know. And uh, the way I know to stop is because it's fucking 4 a.m. and I need to go to sleep. So I, I just do like an hour. Maybe I'll unwind for like an hour at the end of the day. That's basically what I do. And, you know, we try and um, once a month. Yeah, once basically we'll spend three out three weeks out of every four working on really intensely on an album, and then on the week that's not intense album week, uh, I'll spend more time with the family, like doing chilling things, not chilling things, like we go for a walk up run, you know, whatever. And you know, we're trying to work out. We need more. I need. We need more of that. It's very intense, and we need a bit more chill time. I think. So we're going to work on that. You know, summertime's here. I want to go more to. The, I want to go running on the beach and shit. I want to do more of that. So yeah, how do you know when you spend too much time unwinding? Well, I just don't spend much on time unwinding. <laughs> and uh, conflicting with productivity, well, I just don't. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Varrock Life says, smoke and listen to JBP Wave. 
And Vaco P says, no smoke and listen to JBP Wave. There you go. There you go. And do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, Ernesto Eduardo de Baganes says, what would you ask Terence McKenna about if you could have him answer a question? It's a good question. <laughs> That's a good question. I would ask him if uh, everything is as he envisaged. And what I would ask him what's different to what he envisaged. Because, you know, he envisaged a lot. And uh, most of what he said came true. But I'd be interested to know if there was anything that surprised him. That's like a little spanner in the works of what he saw coming. Uh, Jay Palm, thank you for the super chat, says, you're awesome. That's very nice to say. You're awesome. How about that? I wonder if you will release each JBP Wave track as a separate YouTube movie. That way we could make our own playlists from different albums. Thanks for all your hard work. Hey, appreciate you, brother. And uh, yes, is the answer. And uh, I did one for every track on Genesis. Actually, apart from one, which I still need to do. You should be a monster. And I intend to do one for everything. Yeah, I intend to do one for everything. And it's just, it's one of these situations where it's like, how can I physically make an album, an album every month and make videos for every track and make single, singles for like separate things that aren't full album yet? You know, like Rupert Spira and Goggins, those things were singles. Uh, but anyway, you saw the, uh, if you saw yesterday, we dropped uh, an AMV for uh, one of the tracks of the Jocko album. And it was really good. It came out really well. And uh, so the idea is to do a lot more of that. So if you out there uh, can do mood edits or AMVs or any kind of edits, if you see yourself as being someone who can make visuals, um, inexpensive, dope visuals, then basically I'm looking at a situation where I'll be dropping one every day, ideally. You know, so if, if you can help with that, then hit me up. Best way to hit me up is on the Discord. Go in the Discord and uh, you can DM me there. And, and uh, yeah, that's the place that basically I say that because like Instagram DMs now, I get too many to be able to answer them all or see them all. And it's kind of the same with Twitter and a lot of these places. Uh, but uh, the Discord is not like that yet. So you can get me on the Discord still. So yeah, there you go. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, that was Ask Akira. Ask Akira 33. Thank you for being here. Um, that was very enjoyable. I enjoy hanging out with you. What up, Argie? Says, I love JBP, Wave, and Watts, but I've been thinking, would you consider combining Alex Jones with Lo-Fi? He's a great talker, and I feel you could make some fun music with him. Yo, that's an understatement. That's a goddamn understatement. Uh, yeah. As ever, I don't like talking about upcoming people until they're there but I take into account all your suggestions. <laughs> How about that? And uh, you know I love Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a, is a fucking legend. He's a legend. He was on uh, Logan Paul's podcast this week. How about that? I haven't seen it yet. But uh, here's one thing. Uh, I saw someone else say this, but I, it's, it's something I believe to be true. But I'm kind of paraphrasing them. In the same way that a while ago, a lot of people uh, didn't think uh, PewDiePie was cool. They thought he was a bit cringe. And uh, they didn't like him. And now those people all love him and he's a hero to those people. The same thing is probably going to happen with Logan Paul. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Uh, yeah. Varko P, will we ever get a Batman wave? Sounds weird. Like, it would be great. <laughs> See previous answer. See previous answer. Uh, but uh, do not expect waves to just be confined to... Excuse me. <laughs> to... Uh, you know, certain kinds of, of, of existence, existing creatures, humans. Where, you know, the concept of the wave is, is a, it's a limitless concept, baby. And like I said, we just fucking scratched the surface. You know, uh, for example, uh, Danica was in here this week, Comic Girl, Book Girl 19. We started working on Dune Wave 2, you know. Uh, Derner1804 says, PewDiePie was cringe, but then he became a man. Yeah, baby, everybody got to grow up sometime. And you know, sometimes men become greater men. How about that? Yeah, okay, boom. <laughs> uh, I got to get out of here. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, welcome to everyone who's new. And uh, welcome to everybody that's not new. Shout out to everyone who's been here since uh, fucking Newgrounds. Shout out to everyone who's been here since uh, I was uh, the greatest rapper on earth. 
And shouts out to everyone who came here through the waves. And, you know, shouts out to everybody. Thank you for being here. We'll be back. Uh, Ask Akira will now be once a month. If you've got questions, you can leave them on the Discord in the Ask Akira channel. And my guy, Sir Peppers, will be checking that prior to every broadcast and making sure that I've got all those questions. I answered them all today, all the previously submitted questions. That's the first time that's ever happened. All right. And uh, so that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I've got to get out of here. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll see you. Uh, see you on Twitter. See you on Instagram. At Kira the Don everywhere. And uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast feed. What else should you be doing? Patreon. Subscribe star. Buy some merch. Ring your nan. Be the best you. Thank you for being here. I've been Akira the Don. This is The Wave.